I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Really, at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never been. God first, family second, money is like next to kin. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof What's up everybody? Welcome to the Bulletproof Mafia I'm Michael Munsterman I'm just the captain of the ship You're a sailor with a boat What? What? Did you just hear that fire that Phil dropped? Now, you might have noticed yesterday. That, okay, yeah, that's got some new. Uh, they've got a new beat going here. So, here's what I want. Like, I don't care how you message me, if it's in person, if it's via Instagram, whatever. On the front of this podcast, you just heard in its entirety the new Bulletproof Mafia theme song. Now, and it's just our little joint that Phil did for me, or Eames, the only Eames. Let's give him some some rock star cred here. So he put that on the front. Um, I keep trying to tell him, dude, let's finish these tracks. Like let's make like all the way singles for both of them, so that I can put them out in the marketplace and get paid millions of dollars because I think that they're fire. Like they're good. But here's what we're gonna do. The the front of the episode had the new joint. The back of the episode is going to have the original Money Moves in its entirety. Here's what I'd like. I'd like you guys to listen and tell me what you think. Like, which one do you like better? I don't care how you communicate it, whether it's message me on Facebook, DM me on Instagram, um, text me, call me. I don't care. I just want to know what your opinion is in respect to which song is best. And, and look, it's a selfish ask, right? Selfish in, in number one, I want to hear your opinion. Selfish in number two, um, I, want to, I want to know who's listening. We, we're running about 100 downloads, 150 downloads a day, which is not crazy, but for a podcast that we just started not very long ago, and then I just took like a random break right in the middle of it, um, we're pretty proud of those numbers. So I'll, uh, I'll roll on to a new conversation. So the title of this is... Dungeons and Dragons, Fortnite, and other crazy shit that people play. But really, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about that so much. Other than this, there, there, are some, there are some similarities inside of the game of Dungeons and Dragons and inside of the game of Fortnite. And if you're not familiar with each, I'm going to spend just like two minutes catching you up. And then I'll explain how it makes sense to you, why I'm asking the question, why I think it's important. The reason that... Um, I think that that's on my mind is because I'm in the I'm in the middle of playing a real life version of this for myself, and I always have been. I've always been this guy that's willing to invest. And I had a guy yesterday who was in my office and he was talking to me. He's like, Michael, I like you're. I've never met anybody like you. And and my future son-in-law and I and this guy were having some conversation. Dalton is his name. Dalton O'Donnell. He's going to marry my beautiful princess, and he's going to treat her that way for the rest of her given life. 
So um, I know he listens to this. That's just a very healthy reminder coming from one father to one future son-in-law. So um, you'll get it. But okay, back to what I'm talking about. One of what this guy said to me last night is he's like, dude, I recognize that you like, no matter what the conversation that's being had, you have some kind of experience or some kind of comment that's normally very, very insightful. It's shifting in the conversation. You seem to have a very clear perspective of a whole lot of different things. He said, I don't understand quite how you do that. You know, for example, he, in conversation, we were talking about vending machines for, for um, one of our businesses, which is um, an automotive service business. And, and we wanted to have vending machines in. And we were talking about the functionality of vending machines. And I said, yeah, look, in the front of those things are crazy chipsets and, and coin exchangers. And, and the mechanics of those are, are very complicated. If you screw one up, then it's really jacked up really, really bad. And you've got to pay somebody. So if we're going to buy this machine, have it placed inside of our dealership, I want, it, I want to make sure that it's been freshly serviced. Now, the guy that I was talking to is another salesperson inside of the dealership now, but he had a side hustle where he dealt with vending machines and where the, he had soda machines. And this was one of the things he was talking to me about. And, and, and he just stops and he's staring at me. And then this is the same guy that later is having this conversation with me upstairs. But here's the thing. Whenever I'm intrigued with something, I dig in deep, right? Like I, I go hard at it. And when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons as kids, first of all, I'm like, quick, quick disclaimer. I wasn't that crazy nerd that played Dungeons and Dragons. I was that little brother who was looking up to my stepbrother who was the crazy nerd who played Dungeons and Dragons, right? So for me, it was about hanging out with my, it was the only thing that he was interested in doing. And for me to get that one-on-one -on -one time with him, like that's what we did. And so we drew these crazy characters. If you don't know about this game, here's basically how it starts. Like you create a character, you level up the character by getting cooler weapons. And, and in this role-playing game, there's some chance to it. You roll dice to decide how good your attack is. And the longer you play, the better you are. The better, you, you know, you have potions that give you your health back and take it away. You have spells you can cast on people. You switch over to Fortnite. And that conversation I was talking about earlier is, is that Fortnite's kind of the same way. It's just the, like a global version. And as the great Eames mentioned to me as I was mentioning this concept to him for the podcast. He's like, oh yeah. I said, are, are people still playing that? And this is crazy, right? It's millions upon millions of years. He's like, yeah, I think it's done breaking the internet. I'm like, did it really do that? He's like, dude, for, for like a week or two, like it, Fortnite almost shut down like so many systems. And, but the thing is, is it, and what's incredible is that Fortnite and Dungeons and Dragons have this, this similar real life principle that you can extract from them. And that's this. When you when you're dropped into those worlds as a character, you have you have nothing. You have your experience, but you don't have anything else other than that. And in and the first time you're dropped in because I've actually I've tried to play Fortnite. I have it on a game system in my home. I like I'm the absolute worst. I wasn't able like I had some little 6-year-old from China who kept shooting me in the face. I'm like <laughs> I I only know that because I could hear like their childlike laughter in the background whenever I was destroyed. And so all the boys and girls that were coming over to our house and playing that with my daughter, whatever. Anyway, got beat by a 6-year-old. I'm sure of it several times. I thought I'm never going to play this again because I didn't have any experience in that world. But even the ones that do have experience, here's what they have to do. They have to run around 
and get the things that fill the needs that they anticipate that they're going to have. So these kids run around like mad people and they go to these proven spots where they get the best weapons and sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, but they're, they're, they're hedging their bets from the very first go. If you've never played Fortnite, it looks something like this. You come into the space in an, in an airplane, you jump out of the airplane, your parachute opens, and then the parachute goes away. And then you have to like soar down to a very specific spot. And, and, and then when you drop in, then you go to like these little cubby spaces. You're all over the damn place trying to find weapons and, and, armor and health and and potions to give you your health back and Dungeons and Dragons really wasn't that different minus you had one person who was being the controller of everything he was the dungeon master normally that was that dorky older brother of mine so um as you can imagine he used his his infinite and all-knowing power to smite me often but my point to this is that in those games you come into the games as a nobody. You come into those games without any tools. You come into those games without any experience. You come into those games without any, any knowledge the first time you play. And it only, only through the course of battling ahead and chasing the opportunities and learning the paths that work and the paths that don't, learning what you can do to to destroy a 12th level elfin king versus learning what it means when you see somebody like in Fortnite, they stack a building up quicker than I can even figure out which button to push jump. Like experience teaches me that those two characters are probably about to kill my face off. Like they're going to shoot me. They're going to cast some kind of a spell on me. They're going to do something that's going to disable me. So all of that's aside. All right. So if rabbit hole, you've got a good idea of what Dungeons and Dragons is. You've got a good idea of what Fortnite is. The role-playing games where you're basically combating the rest of the world. Business is similar. All of that to say this business life similar. I can talk about a pop machine because I've had experience in that. When I was dropped into the game, I was blind. And what was interesting is after my dad died at, at, when I was seven years old, the rest of like outside of weekends and summers when I got to spend it with my grandpa who made me thirsty for knowledge, it was kind of a like it was kind of my mom's famous words were it's fin for yourself night. When her kids were old enough that they didn't have to feed them every night, there were lots of nights they didn't. Not that there wasn't food to eat, but hey, they would fend for themselves and we would fend for ourselves. It was a fancy way of saying, get some hot dogs out of the fridge, throw it in the microwave, hope the radiation doesn't kill you, it probably won't. Let's throw some ketchup on it and get out of the house. Like, But because of that, we were left to kind of educate one another so that 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 stepbrother would teach me interesting information that he like things that maybe you shouldn't teach a younger brother. And then the younger sister would come into some kind of random piece of information that was pretty relevant to life, but gave her like this little point to speak into. And, and, and so just growing up, if I wanted to learn something, I had to truck down a, a path. I was pretty damn mischievous, so I got myself into a lot of trouble, and I found that a lot of my experience came from trying to figure out a way to get out of trouble. And I learned some valuable lessons. You can't unkick a panel out of a fence. You can't unthrow a basketball, a baseball through a windshield. <laughs> you can't undo lighting your bedspread on fire. 
You can't undo blowing all of the fuses in the house because you thought that you could make a larger version of a light bulb with a gallon jug and a, and a, a, a metal coat hanger. It, it, it looks similar in my mind. I thought it would work. But my point is, is, is that there were things like I, I took a 110 plug in and, and tied it to in our day, like the remote control cars had cords attached to the handle or and maybe they and there were some wireless ones, but we couldn't like that. I wasn't going to get that toy. Right. Too expensive. So I thought, man, if this thing goes fast with batteries, what happens if I hook it up to the same plug that my that the light next to my bed goes to? So I cut it and I spliced it and I put it together and it was the fastest I'd ever seen that car right before it like damn near caught on fire was awesome zip pop and the pop was all all like the main fuse my fuse the fuse box it was bad but i had to learn about this shit. like my folks were home so i had to go down i had to figure out what what's a first of all what's a fuse um secondly how do i replace it and we didn't have like we didn't have a computer there was no google we just, i just had to figure that shit out now let's let's go further right Let's get out of high school and, and I'm going into business for myself. I don't know the first thing about business. Like, again, I'm dropped into a new battlefield with no experience and no skills and no anything. And so I'm 18 years old. I'm partnering with a guy on a computer in a computer store. Not a, and I'm faking it till I make it bigger than shit. I didn't know the first thing about building computers. I didn't know the first thing about selling computers. I didn't know nearly as much as I postured and pretended that I knew. Now, at this point, right, there's Google. I think back then it was maybe AOL or Net, Netscape Navigator, Nod Phil, if that's right, sounds familiar. I don't know, AOL, something. Anyway, my point is, is that I, I got online, I started to learn. I started to acquire the skill sets necessary so that I could fill the role that I needed to fill. Then checks started to come in, cash started to come in. Well, I don't know anything about any level of accounting. I, I didn't pay attention in in any kind of personal finance classes because we didn't have any money. And, and, and although I had this idea that someday I'd be rich, I, I wasn't very practical in my approach to education. If you interested me, you captured my attention, I paid attention. Otherwise, you got as, as much as I could, like the minimum I could give you to pass your class. But whenever there was an applicable approach and knowledge and a, and a place that I could scale and build cool shit, then all of a sudden I'm on fire for the knowledge. Like today, I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid learner, and I want to know what I can about whatever subject. So let's like just the progression of the conversation sounds something like this computer store, sold the computer store, went on another journey, learned how to um, like I'm universally certified in heating and air, which means that I know how to use a, and I, like a, a multimeter. Um, I understand the ebb and flow of, of uh, refrigerant inside of, I learned how to sweat pipes together. If you don't know what sweating a pipe is, it, it's the, it's, um, it's how they like weld copper tubing together inside of, inside of a heating and air conditioning, air, heating and air conditioning system. But it also taught me how to read schematics and it taught me like stuff that, that I thought, oh, these will be cool skills that I'll be able to use later in life. And, and then in another part of my life, right, I said, I'm going to open a dog kennel. So I learned all about dogs. I learned all about the construction and elevation of dog kennels. And, and there were, there were some, just some things that I had to learn inside of building. I, I didn't want to pay somebody to build the building. So I wanted to build it myself. So then I had to learn about like studying up a wall and, and headers and footers and, and what it meant, 
what's Joyce's and, and I could build them or I could order them. I could have them set. I put on a metal roof. I didn't know how to do that. So I did that. I wired the, the building. My father-in-law's hand in hand showing me lots of stuff and dropping wisdom bombs on me. Grandpa on the hog lot and just so much practical knowledge, practical knowledge, practical, applicable knowledge. But at the end of the day and at the beginning of of this message to now, the point that I'm not trying to make isn't, hey, I'm Michael Munsterman. I can do all sorts of cool shit that's worthless in my day to day. It's that I set out on a goal to accomplish one thing. And I recognize if I want to win at that game, I have to educate myself in and around the game. But what I watch happen is so many people have this mentality that they shouldn't learn the skills necessary to accomplish a goal. There's just like this quick hack. If I can't do that, well, that I can't do that. They look at an industry and it scares the shit out of them because they think, well, I don't know anything about that industry. I've never been trained as a professional speaker, but I did learn how to sell. And then I learned how to not just sell belly to belly, one person to one person, but then, then I put myself in an environment where I was selling to multiple people, a half a dozen, then a dozen, then two dozen. And the biggest crowd that I've ever sold to at any one point was about 50 people. Maintaining a crazy high closing ratio that if I said you wouldn't even believe me anyway. But I learned in those in that environment, what I started to notice was there were some people I could sell and some people that I couldn't. There were some people that would buy and there were some people that wouldn't. And I noticed that there were some shifts in their body language. Like literally right now, as I'm talking about this, something that I said rubbed Bill wrong or he's cold. The reason I know that is because he just crossed his arms on the other side of the camera. But that was something that inside of a conversation, inside of a presentation, inside of a selling environment, if I saw somebody cross their arms subliminally, something I said didn't resonate with them. I started to pay attention when people would talk to me, which way their eyes were going. Up and to the left, down and to the right. But these are things that you just don't, like, you, sure, I could spend enough time executing some sort of a chart when they walk away. They did buy. They were up and to the right a lot. They asked a lot of questions and didn't make a lot of statements. But instead, I thought, you know, somebody else has probably already done this work. So I'm going to go find a book about body language. I want to find a book that talks about subliminal communication so that I could be doing the things physically that I need to do to execute as a salesperson, as a communicator, that I could figure out how to influence people around me without them ever knowing it. Like level one is learning how to communicate with your mouth. And that's where most people stop. Level two is how do you do it with your body? Level three is how do you frame the conversation so you don't have to sell at all? You set the conversation in a, in a manner that, that everything full, flows into place. But look, I didn't just wake up one day, roll out of bed and think, man, I'm a damn good salesperson. Now, I had a natural gift for gab. I had to. I had to talk myself out of a lot of shit that I got myself into as a young person. I had to figure out a way to negotiate a stepfather who some days made me feel like I was on top of the world, but other days made me feel like he could care less if I was alive. Now, there are some people in the family who will hear this and it will offend them, but good, truth hurts. And 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 on and on and on throughout my life growing up, like I I, I needed to sharpen the blade that I was using to cut whatever it was I was cutting at, whatever I was hacking at, whatever I was chopping at. And it doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just roll out of bed. It's not accidental. This shit doesn't happen just because. It's because you've prepared yourself and you've set a goal and you're willing to invest time, effort, energy, 
and money into whatever subject it is that you're passionate about. I mean, I'm in the presence. You heard it in the beginning, and you're going to hear it at the end. Right now, this very second, of a really talented-ass musician. A guy who really knows his stuff. Who can... I said to him, whenever he created Money Moves, make me something. Like, here's the vibe I like. Here's a couple songs that I like. Here's kind of what I'm looking for. The only input I gave him, one phone call. And then I shot him a text about a week later just to make sure I was still on his radar. And two days later, I got a download and it was fire. I've had numerous people say that Money Moves is something that resonates inside of them. Now we're going to see about this new joint, but here's the thing about it. Like, I've heard it, and it's awesome. But this dude didn't just roll out of bed one day and start throwing music together, and it was phenomenal. This is an accumulation of a lifetime of interest, of a lifetime of practice, hours upon hours of watching videos, reading books, teaching himself how to play, educating himself on how to play better, educating himself. Like, do you think any, do you think that, I'll just tell you, like, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Like, this dude didn't go to college and get taught how to hook up sound and lights and video and everything else. He had a need to learn something and, and he plugged in the necessary assets to teach him that thing. And then he practiced and ex- executed. I'm sure, and, and give me a nod or, or, or a shake one way or the other, Phil. Did you ever make an ass out of yourself in your attempts? Thumbs up. Like he just did this from behind the camera. Like, here's the thing is, is that that's just what it is. But what I love about this conversation is this. It doesn't just apply to entrepreneurs. It can apply to your physicality. It can apply to your marriage. It ought to apply to the way that you raise your children. So many people live in this place of mediocrity and get by. It's just good enough. They're that character on Fortnite that runs around and hides until the very end when somebody who puts in the work and learns how to be the best blows their face off. Which is exactly what their asses deserve. But in this game of life, you're being watched. You're being watched by your peers, by your children, by your grandkids, whatever whatever stage you're in. Somebody's got their eye on how you handle shit. And what do you do? You just accept the lowest, easiest version where you think that the last time you should have ever picked up a book was your senior year in high school. Now, I'm not suggesting that Google search is an end-all, be-all, right? There's research and then there's Google search and they're different. But proven factual information like that you can take to the bank If you pick up a book and you read it, you just advance 25 to 30% beyond anybody else in any given field. If you pick up a book, no matter the subject, and read it cover to cover and learn the information, you just advanced at least 30% beyond most of the population inside of that field. When When you read three books on Any subject matter in the world, you just catapulted yourself to the top seven percentile of that conversation. You want to know more than anybody else about marketing, sales, negotiation, entrepreneurship, business? Like 
All you have to do is position yourself to consume data. And, and some of that's reading. Some, some a, a smaller percentage of that should be videos, like how-tos, watching mechanics. A percentage of that should be taking notes. A percentage of it should be podcasts where you surround yourself with, you know, this is a way that you can get a peer group of people who are already doing what you want to do because nobody would get on the mic and do this unless they genuinely cared about you being successful on the other side of it. So I'm just asking you guys to initiate a, a mindset of level up. Look at who you are. Look at where you are. Look at what your life's fruit looks like. So in other words, if, if your life is, if you're the tree inside of your life, what fruit are you bearing? Or are you barren? Is there something hanging from your branches that is giving to the world? Or are you just, just there for the shade? Like I'm going to catch a little sunshine and I'm just going to take her. I'm just going to absorb and absorb and absorb and absorb for no purpose. But I bet most people, most of you who are hearing this can think of something that you would like out of this world that you're not getting right now. And the only path that separates you from where you are today and where you want to be a year from now is who you know and what you consume. Level up and win the game. Savvy? Nobody wanted, so the top is for the taking. Rockstar nickname Van Halen. Keep it a hundred while these lanes be faking. I seem to move a little different. Got them nervous, you can feel the tension. Dirty game, gotta move like a henchman. Kicking suckers out and I ain't handing out a pension. Grind, grind, that's all I know. Find the time to quit, oh no. No matter good or bad, still I go. I never crack under pressure, I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, not run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these moves. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out. Now run it down, may